0: Well, Kurt, this morning we have Kathleen Turner with us, who is our case manager at the Woman's Day Room. And Kathleen, we want to welcome you to the radio broadcast.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, we've been having a little bit of fun
2: uh, just talking a little bit about uh, uh, just some of our personalities. And uh, Kathleen and I like to uh, to banter a little bit and every now and then. But uh, Kathleen, you were telling us uh, before we started recording here that You've been on the radio broadcast one other time. Do you remember when that was?
1: Uh, it was around when I first started here, maybe a year or so after I started. I started here in two thousand mm-hmm. and four, um, and the person that uh, interviewed me was your mom, wow. Mrs. Thomas.
2: Mm-hmm. Mrs. Thomas. Well, I um, I think that means that there's probably a lot of people probably don't know you or have never heard your voice or met you before. So uh, when you started at the Haven. You know, what what were your responsibilities, and and are you doing the same thing now? I guess it's two questions.
1: Well, actually, when I started at The Haven, I uh, was hired in as a supervisor. Mm -hmm. I heard about the job uh, at church one Sunday, and I had volunteered here for the University of Akron. And um, I just uh, felt led to, uh, once I heard about the job, to apply for it. And so I came in as a supervisor, and after working as a supervisor for a couple of years... I became the case manager.
0: Hmm. Now, being over at the Women's Day Room, was that was a first, really a first experience for you uh, coming in at two, 2004. Is that correct?
1: Uh, no. Uh, actually, I used to uh, volunteer. My family used to volunteer for Christmases and for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. And when I was going through my rehab, that was over 20-some years ago, uh, one of my requirements or the tasks that I used to do was to come and volunteer at at Harvest Home.
2: Hmm. So you probably had no idea at the time you'd be actually working no, for one day. No, not right? at all. Now, not at all. Now, I remember uh, talking to you earlier, probably when we were interviewing you, sharing a little bit about your testimony. Of course, it's very important that have a rest with our staff, uh, having a Christian testimony. Mm-hmm. And wanted to just briefly How how did you come to know the Lord, Kathleen?
1: Well, I actually came to know the Lord for the, I'd say the first time when I was a young girl, uh, when I was 12 years old. But then as we grow, we sometimes make choices and changes and um, bad choices. And I kind of wandered off and I uh, got mixed up with drugs and alcohol. And um, my life took a, a bad turn. But then actually I'd say in I can't think of exactly the year. I rededicated my life to the Lord, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was delivered from drugs and alcohol, and I had yeah. a 20-plus year of uh, drug and alcohol use. Wow. And the Lord delivered me, and then he uh, let me know that he didn't just deliver me to be saved. He delivered me to be of service to him. Hmm. I like that.
0: Well, you know, Kathleen, seeing what the Lord did in your life and then also the ladies that you, you deal with on a daily basis here at the ministry— Your testimony and just hearing what the Lord uh, has done for you, I'm sure, is a powerful testimony to the ladies when you have an opportunity to, you know, talk with them one-on-one and counsel them. But, you know, case manager, uh, when we think of that term case manager, because that's what you do over there, Mm -hmm. what are your responsibilities? What does that actually encompass?
1: Well, I feel as a case manager, my primary function is to work with the ladies uh, to find out why they are here. And to meet those needs to help them to be able to progress forward. Because I feel that the ladies that come here, the tip of the iceberg is that they're homeless. But underneath that, there's a whole lot of other things going on. And as a case manager, we do an intake with them. And when we do that intake... Pretty much we're just asking them a whole lot of questions and getting information about them so we can kind of find out what's going on under that need for housing. Mm -hmm. And we hope to uh, be able to help them to, um, you know, because some of the things that they are dealing with are substance abuse, uh, mental health issues, domestic violence issues, family problems. There's a whole lot of issues that are going on. So homelessness is not really the main problem. We want to find out what's going on underneath so that mm-hmm. once they do get housing, they'll be able to keep it.
2: So what does a case manager do once you, when you, when you dive under the, the water, you said, and go under the waterline there and you're, you're seeing those things, characteristics and issues. Um, do you speak to those issues then is, is what you see uh, going on under the waterline?
1: Well, what we try to do, we want uh, the client to have an input as well as a case manager and as social workers, we are taught that, you know, the client has to also be a part of their case plan or what they're going to do. And so we will make, uh, uh give them assignments such as, um, if there's mental health issues, they'll need to go to, Hopefully they'll go to Portage Path mm-hmm. and uh, have an assessment. If there's drug alcohol issues, we may uh, require them to go to ADM so that they can have an assessment. Um, if they're dealing with domestic violence, we'll want them to also deal with those issues as well. Victim assistance or go to domestic violence meetings or whatever their needs are, we uh Some of the simple needs that they have, possibly, now that I think Mm. about it, they may need birth certificates, Mm. social security cards, uh, IDs. And so a lot of those things can hinder them from being able to move forward. So we find out what those needs are and we do referrals and try to assist them to meet those needs. Well, you
0: know, Kathleen, with all these uh, ladies coming in, because I know, Kurt, we've talked about this at our banquets here this year, about the increase of uh, ladies coming to the mission uh, with their children and single ladies. And with your day, your day usually starts about 7.30? Well,
1: actually 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm.
0: And I know you have a full day with these ladies here. How do you have the opportunity to share with them about the Lord? What, what kind of... Th- Opportunities do you get to, to personally share Christ with them?
1: Um, for instance, when we're doing an intake, we actually have a place on the intake where we ask them about their uh, faith and if they are saved and if they are uh, connected with the church home. And, um, so, And depending on what their reply is, that opens the door for us to maybe ask them, do they want prayer or would they like a referral to a church home or something of that nature? And even when we're talking with them, they may bring up their uh, issues and what's going on with them and we could suggest to them or mention to them about their relationship with Christ or if they have a relationship with Christ. And that's one of the things I like about this job is that one of my job requirements is that I can pray with the ladies Mm -hmm. and I can speak with them about the Lord and I can offer salvation to them which is something that's really one of the main purposes that we're here. Mm -hmm. The housing piece to them is important. Getting all that other stuff that they need is important. But first and foremost, we want them to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And hopefully while they're here, seeds will be planted, even if they don't accept Christ. But we will plant seeds in their lives that they will take with them and that may flourish even after they've left here.
2: Kathleen, have you ever had the chance uh, to share... Uh, your testimony with any of the women that you case manage?
1: Um, Yes, I have, and usually that's not something that I do um, when I first meet them. God makes the opportunity for it to come up Mm -hmm. because I want them to see me as a case manager, and a lot of them will say, well, you don't know what I'm going through, you don't understand this, and I feel that that's why God has me here because I can let them know about my history, And how I was delivered and how God uh, maintained me and stayed in my life and kept me. And I can let them know that same God that worked in my life and um, changed me and delivered me from drugs and alcohol is that same God that can work for you as well.
0: Very good. And what are some of the, because we we have challenges, Kurt and Kathleen, every day here as we work with the uh, guests that come. What are some of the challenges that you might face uh, as you're working with the ladies one-on-one on a daily basis?
1: Resistance. Mm. Um, we may make suggestions and referrals to the ladies, but they have to be willing to follow through with those things. So if you tell them they need to go to ADM, they'll say, okay, I'm going to go, but then it's been three or four days after the fact, and and they have not gone. Or mm. One of the main things is resistance. Um, we make suggestions and referrals to the ladies, and they don't want to follow through with what um, we suggest that they do with the referrals. And also, this was one thing we were talking about today um, with one of uh, my coworkers. We're not here to police the ladies. And a lot of them know what our requirements are. They know what um, things they should and should not do. So behind the scenes, they're doing things that uh, we don't know about and maybe other clients will tell us about. Some of them have actually been... um, using while they're here, using mm-hmm. drugs and alcohol while they're here, mm-hmm. outside of here. Right. And um, we have to police them in order to find out what's going on. And that's going to hinder their progress. It also hinders us from being able to help them and to work with the other ladies that we are working, we're trying to work with because we have to spend so much time possibly um, helping this person or other people. Mm-hmm.
2: So what keeps you from, I, and I think it's very important that you shared that because everybody thinks it's maybe an assembly line where they just come through. Yes, I'll willingly do this, but but some of those issues in their life uh, will crop up. Maybe it's trust. Maybe it's just, you know, maybe it's not the right time. I, I don't know what the reasons are but for that resistance, but, yes, we know it's there. And how do you stay upbeat? you know how do you, how do you keep from um saying oh i'm just nothing seems to be working because you must have periods of time where you think boy there's no fruit being being seen here how do you how do you stay positive with that
1: i think god knows that we have those times and it seems like when we're really when i'm really at my lowest feeling discouraged he will happen to bring someone in that has uh has been through our program and has been a positive factor and has been able to change their lives and has been able to maintain their sobriety and has um, accomplished things. And so he lets us have those little bright spots. And also, he when I first got here, I remember one day going to my car and weeping. I couldn't get out of here fast enough. And I got to my car and I said, God, how could you bring me to, to a place like this and expect me to solve all of these women's problems? And he told me, I didn't bring you here to solve their problems. I brought you here just to be a help to them and to serve me. And as you serve me, I will work with the ladies to help them to solve their problems.
0: Very good. Very good. And, you know, just in some of the things that, uh, Kathleen, you've been saying, and even you, Kurt, you know, we know here the spiritual warfare is, is real. Uh, when you sit there and say, and this happens in a lot of the guests uh, that come through our program, there's a real spiritual warfare that goes on, uh, the issue of the the things that are still pulling them on the outside, and us trying to encourage them through through Christ, to to let go and let Christ take over. So we know that that, that warfare is very uh, real. We experience it every single day here, and you're right. It, it can it can wear on you, and it's it's nice to hear that the Lord, in your time of weeping, spoke encouraging words to you to say, "Hey, Kathleen, all I want you to do is is to serve serve me." And in saying that, uh, you're going to be moving into some new responsibilities here in the short future. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Uh, Myra Schneider, who is the social worker and client services manager currently in the women's day room, will be retiring in January. And I will be uh, assuming her position when she retires. And that's a whole another uh basket of responsibilities for me but having worked here for 11 years and worked under Myra for uh those 11 years uh some of the things that uh she does and the duties that she has I've already seen her do and uh she has been very uh, gracious with me with helping me and teaching me even along the way before I even assume this position and so now um I'm just continuing to work with her, and she's passing down her knowledge and all that she has to help me to be able to do this position. But God is the one who is going to enable me. He has told me, he who has called you is faithful, and Mm -hmm. he will
2: do it. Absolutely. I kept thinking about in the previous interaction about the phrase my grandfather used that God is not so much interested in our successes as mm-hmm. he is in our faithfulness yeah. uh, to him. And so whether it is case management, we're now uh, taking the lead role in supervisory position over the women, which you will do in January, and there will be some new experiences come your mm-hmm. way that you didn't have to deal with or you bumped up before, and you know, God is going to be faithful uh, to you. And just ask that you're faithful to him, not that you have to know it all you mm-hmm. know, or, or have all this experience because you, you get it by going you know, walking through the uh, the different experiences to gain that that ultimate experience there. So, um, how can our listening audience uh, uh, pray for for you? And I, I would think some of the request is going to be for January. But mm-hmm. I, <laughs> but I, I, and I thought Kathleen's shaking her head yes <laughs> in, uh, in the affirmative here. So, um, how could our listening audience pray for you?
1: Um, I'm currently training for Myra's position now, and that's the uh, blessing to be able to have Myra here right now to be Mm -hmm. able to train me. But I'm also training the case manager that's going to be fulfilling my position. And um, at Harvest Home and in the Women's Day Room, we've had some job shifting with one of our... uh, um, Supervisors has just returned uh, from being on sick leave, and we are still looking to replace a position there. So, some of uh, I'm still being flip flop around doing other (laughs) positions as well. So, I just ask your prayers now that God will continue to equip me and make me able. One of the things that He told me when I first uh, started here is that God doesn't call the qualified; He qualifies those that He calls. Mm -hmm. So, I just ask your prayers that God can continue to qualify me and equip me to do the jobs, all the jobs that I do here at the Haven of Rest.
0: Well, Kathleen, we want to thank you for being on our program. Uh, You're obviously a very vital uh, person to this ministry and to the impact of the ladies across the street. We thank you for your service and your continued service as you move into this new uh, position here in January. So thank you for uh, being here with us today.
1: Thank you.